into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. So this is Let Your Voice Be Heard, where we talk politics, social issues, and pop culture from our very diverse and very black perspectives. My name is Selena Hill, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Selena Hill with an MS. I'm super happy to be here. Stanley is even happier because he's not here. He's in Puerto Rico, living it up and drinking. Um, shout out to Avant Drummer, who gives us greetings via Facebook Live. So, Stanley's not here, but I do have some very special people in studio with me, starting with Evan, the host and founder, co-founder of Let's Not Be Trash. Evan, introduce yourself. Well, Selena, thank you for having me again. I think it's the fourth time that I've been lucky enough to be on Let Your Voice Be Heard. It's a great time, each one. Uh, yes, I'm co-founder of letsnotbetrash.com and the co-host of the podcast, Let's Not Be Trash. And... Uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Mastronardi. Great. Alex, what's up? Oh, oh. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, it's uh, Alex Turner. What's going on, y'all? Uh, one of the hosts of Two Chicks, One Dick podcast. I don't know if we can say the full title now, oh. but keep it going. <laughs> FCC is listening. Continue, though. Also, on Instagram, you can find me at Alex Finance NYC. I'm launching my financial coaching business. So anybody who needs help, I, you know what? I'm, how to I, budget, yes, yes. Save, get yourself I out need of to, debt. I need to learn Come some more investments. Talk to me. <laughs> I really wanna help you. <laughs> okay, now, and we also have Naledi who is here with us. Introduce yourself. Hey, so I'm Naledi, aka Slim. I am the creator and founder of Lethal Lips Podcast, Lips with a Z, not to be um, confused with the porn star. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> radio personality and a podcast personality. That's that. I'm so happy that you guys <laughs> are here. Um, I'm feeling good. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about everything from the fact that you can no longer see likes on Instagram, yeah. which is like big. So both Cardi B Wait, and Nicki Minaj was talking about that um, yesterday. Yeah, I so think next week they're starting it. I think it started today. Today, yes. Yeah, so Ooh. now, when you go on Instagram, you cannot see how many people liked other people's stuff. Yeah, you can only see your own. On oh, your I don't care page. about that. Yeah. Well, I do, I and we gonna talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, well, maybe they hit you. Well, you can see. I don't look at what other people like. Like, yeah, I'm looking at people's page right now. I see likes. Okay, so maybe it does start. It's, no, it's going to be starting soon, though. I think I, by no, next I week, thought, it's, it's going to be. I thought you meant when you go to notifications, and then it goes to my stuff, and then it automatically goes to other people. Oh, like, like that show part, everything you that, like. Oh, yeah, but that oh, oh, oh. that part, I'm going to show you now. Well, I think yeah. they're deleting likes, period. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, no. So, we're going to talk about yeah. it. We're going to talk <laughs> about it. And then we're also going to be talking about T.I.'s wildly controversial comment. The lady says she's not here for her face says i'm not here for it <laughs> so you know ti was just what what is going on with I your boy wait. just Who's a little boy is this <laughs> whose man is that yeah just don't read man. the first half of what i wrote just read the second half what did you write evan oh well i gave a little anecdote about how he was kind of my man's you know in the eighth grade and i gave a funny anecdote i can't say in full on air out of respect to all, all the fcc uh, guidelines here but I did write a piece called There's No Relationship uh, That Includes Ownership. Mm. And uh, I'll get into that later when we, uh, when we get to the topic. 
Right, oh, right. Sookie, sookie, man. Yes, so I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to that. And guys, let your voice be heard on Facebook.com slash let your voice be heard. You can chime in there. You can also call us up at 212-650-6903. We definitely want to hear your thoughts about everything that's going on. And then we're going to go into TI, and that's going to be a really fun discussion. Again, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard, and we will be right back. And we are back. Speaking of you can have whatever you like, that was a throwback by T.I. We were talking about likes. We were talking about likes during the commercial break and right before we went on break. Because apparently you're no longer going to be able to see how many people liked other people's pictures on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So basically the Instagram president came out and he said the reason I'm doing this is because it takes less pressure is taking the pressure off of young people because you know young people they're insecure they're in adolescence and they're constantly comparing themselves and their status towards others so he said he's going to stop doing that however Nicki Minaj she went on Instagram uh, live yesterday and she said she thinks they're doing that because of the money situation Mm -hmm. now it's going to like cost you to actually like now to in order to like really expand your reach you're going to have to like pay for ads and stuff like that and then cardi went on um she left a video and she said the real issue with instagram are the comments because people leave negative comments people are constantly trolling others and they like that so she said maybe we shouldn't be able to like comments so naledi what do you think about the new instagram (laughs) well what she said about the comments i don't think the comments are a big deal because you can turn off your comments so i don't think that's really a big issue but the likes I was on both sides too where like what what Nikki said I do feel like there's something to it where you know they're not allowing you the entrepreneurship that people have been able to gain through Instagram like just based off of likes Um, because you can't go based off of followers that's kind of what we were just discussing because Mm -hmm. people pay for followers so like your likes are what really matters same way with YouTube now it's really the subscribers that matter not the views so um, I feel like It does add to the insecurity, though, of this generation where people are obsessed with likes, how many likes you're getting. Um, But if you're able to still see your own likes, what's really the difference then, I should ask? Well, you know, there are a lot of influencers on Instagram and the way they're making money is because of all the The likes. likes, And people are scouting brands or scouting them out. Yeah. So like, Alex, I mean, you're the money guy. I mean, if I'm trying to get my influence (laughs) on. You see, I'm finally growing my page. Now I can't even, like, make money off of this. I mean, I'm a firm believer if you popping and the product you Mm -hmm. got to offer the people, ain't nothing going to stop that. If if, if what you bring to the table or, or, you know, your unique angle or the content you bring is worthwhile, people are going to take notice. Um, What's the Instagram comedian's name? I think his name is uh, Zoe. The dude, he does the the pole dancing on Fridays. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Zoe. Oh, yeah, I love Zoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I heard him say in an interview that stuck with me, he was like, he don't watermark or tag none of his pictures. Because mm. he like, my success is going to come. People who yeah. see this and they into this, they're going to look for me. Yeah. He's like, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. So I feel the same way with the likes. If you if what you got is worthwhile, you feeding the people something good they want, they're going to come holler at you. That's and if true. And if it's, if it's cutting off people money, I understand those who have a gripe. I, I don't make money off of it, yeah. per se. I hope to <laughs> one day. But if it was cutting into my money, I could understand a, a gripe. But as far as adolescence and how it affects them, yeah. people put way too much into it. I feel like people be A-OK being cool on the Internet, but them in real life, it's like yeah. well, you got to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So I hope it makes people just want to 
be confident in themselves and say, hey, I'm cool. I'm somebody, no matter what these likes say or don't say. That's true. Evan, what is your perception? Do you uh, think it will help young people's self-esteem? Uh, no, I don't think that will matter much. They can still see their own likes. And they'll, That's what I was saying. There's that was always something thing. else like, to be insecure about because yeah. – Social media itself is a comparison, right? right. You're still always going to be comparing yourself to people. And I agree with Alex. It's the products that's going to sell. And over time, markets adapt. So if it's not likes anymore, they'll find something else. Mm. In fact, it may make uh, different businesses and scouts, whatever, look more at content to some extent because they can't go straight to likes. Mm. The analogy I like to think about is sports. You know, there's a time when a certain statistic matters, like in baseball, you used to be batting average. And then over time, it became other statistics. Those athletes still getting paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a different statistic, a different metric. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, I'm sorry, Nolati, did you want to add to that? No, no, no. I was agreeing with him what you first said, though, which is if you can still see your own likes, then either way you're going to still be insecure about something. It's not as if they're getting rid of likes completely. So I think it's more leaning towards them trying to find a different way for Instagrammers to make profit. Mm. It, it, yeah. It's going to make a difference because, mind you, you post a, what you feel is a popping pic, yeah. and you see it only get three <laughs> likes? That's one thing from it been up for an hour, and only three people liked it. You're like, oh, look but you will feel there. some way either way. Exactly. It's like, gonna, you're gonna, still going to feel some type of It's going to happen either yeah. way. Yeah, you're going to be like, damn, I just got three likes. No one else can see but it, but still, that, I feel some type like, of way. If nobody else know that, though, you good. Wow. <laughs> if nobody know that, you can lie how many likes you got right? and broadcast that instead. Exactly. And, and that's say, why I right. think brands aren't going to... Be reaching I don't out. mean to brag, but right. 257 <laughs> likes on the selfie pic at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Saying. <laughs> well, I actually spoke to someone at Instagram, and they told me that if you are an influencer and concerned about affecting your, your revenue streams, don't worry because you can still have, you're still going to have metrics and you can send that to brands. So yeah, Aunt Lewis, right, mm-hmm. Aunt Lewis actually left a comment on our Facebook Live. He said, it's it forces people to be individuals. Be follow and like things because of its popularity. At least Instagram individual, why do you need to see what others like? So it kind of, I guess it kind of plays into Instagram's theory, like you don't really need to be seeing what Mm. other people are liking. But speaking of what other people are liking, it seems like everyone is liking, actually fiending out for some Popeye's chicken. We know Popeye's has, they are back selling the crazy chicken sandwich. Raise your hand now if you have have had one of those sandwiches. Oh, God, I'm so I guilty. had one before the craze <laughs> hit. I was literally in the phase before like social media I grabbed it. I was, there's a Popeye's three blocks from me. Yeah. Right, I'm walking by, I see it right there. I'm like, all right, let me try Well, Nalady, did you have to wait on a long line to get your chicken sandwich? So my lines haven't been that obnoxious, but it was looking like family reunions when I would go in there. I'm like, what is this about? Like, mm-hmm. why? Why is the whole hood out? <laughs> but I haven't stayed in a line that was like longer than like 10, 15 minutes. So like anything longer than that though is kind of crazy i haven't seen like the fights and all the craze but i don't know maybe i went to like a more quiet popeye <laughs> somebody reportedly died over yeah, a popeye got stabbed oh, they right? got stabbed i didn't know they yeah. died what what oh, happened they died i heard they got stabbed i don't know if they did die but i did hear they got stabbed either way that's wild i'm telling you it's like a really ghetto family reunion Evan, what was your experience like getting well, that I, chicken? When I heard it was coming back, because I live in the Bronx, I knew, okay, it's going to be another three weeks, because we never get things on time. Um, and it sure was. And <laughs> so I had to wait in line for a while. <laughs> I did have to wait in line for a while. It was good. I mean, before then, I mean, I hate to say it, there was a point where I used to get the KFC sandwich. 
And then I took mm, a long, little... hi- I took a long hiatus. <laughs> Not the one with the chicken as buns. That's blasphemy. <laughs> no, I took then a long hiatus from fast food. Period, and like for years. And then this came back, and I was like, okay, I'm breaking, I'm breaking it tonight. But then, of course, it wasn't there. But it was very good. I don't think it's worth stabbing somebody and yeah. catching a case, but it was very good. That's good. I, I think the funniest <laughs> story I've heard about this, and, and regardless of the people who've been pulling out guns and those who've actually killing people over the um the, the sandwich, so there was this one guy who filed a lawsuit against Popeyes oh during God. the first craze for five thousand dollars because he said he just couldn't get his hands on the sandwich and he has suffered emotional oh, and wow. psychological oh, no. trauma. Oh, no. He said not only he's been driving around. He said it tore up his car just trying to look for the sandwich wow. he said he even paid somebody $25 to get him a sandwich from a secret location that <laughs> didn't work out he said he just can't get his mind off this sandwich and he said that he's filing a lawsuit but I feel him because think about it <laughs> no. you want what you can't have no. you want what you who's can't who's asking have. him to I get this sandwich no nobody's well, asking him to this? get this he can it? go home and make his but, own but, damn chicken is sandwich. it that crazy exactly. he go get a chicken breast and make a exactly. sandwich at home I've done it. Is that bread and mozzarella and it's, it's ten times better. Exactly. He, he can, can get a chicken, chicken tender from Popeyes and put it in some, some bun and he'll be okay. This, this is what he's saying, Alex. He's saying that it's so front of my and I know somebody had my job. He said, honestly, I could relate because he really wanted that sandwich and he said he couldn't think. It's on your mind no. so much. That's Guys, you. If you if if you're he don't got like, enough real life problems. No, exactly. He need, he need real he need to get somebody pregnant. He yeah. needs real issues <laughs> to worry about if that's his main concern. Is this chicken sandwich? Imagine bro. that's the reason for his first child. Man, I couldn't get this sandwich, so I had you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he need real problems. He must have a good life yeah. if that's the main. Really? Yeah. Not rent. Not nobody asking yeah. you to have this fast yeah. food crisis. And, and, and God forbid. God forbid. For he went to McDonald's and got something to eat. <laughs> yes. Listen, Crown's chicken sandwiches are hitting. <laughs> All right. He Shake Shack right got a crowns. chicken sandwich. Chick Fil A got a chicken yeah, sandwich. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, but but Chick Fil A got other reasons why it is has become the the challenger. Well, yeah. I get yeah. that there yeah. are yeah. other yeah. options, but uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but just to, just to switch it over, what do you guys think about the fact that people are saying? Black people, why don't we get online to vote? Because remember, we had a local elections on Tuesday. Cardi was one of the people that said, do y'all line up to vote Listen. the way you line up to get some chicken? It's it's it's, it's as typical as saying, like, to a kid, like, do you know your homework the way you know that song? It's like, okay, we get it. It's played out, though. Like, we wanted some chicken. We, like, I like chicken, you know? <laughs> I agree that I mean, people should prioritize. Right. <laughs> In life, what matters versus what doesn't. Yeah, but and if the chicken sandwich is too high up on your priority <laughs> list, right? you, like need to re- you need to refocus. Right, right. exactly. Right. But that's about it. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, we're just talking about we're comparing apples and oranges with the whole voting thing. I don't think it's that serious. <laughs> but, but you know, at the same time, I do hear them because, mind you, I have friends that let's say uh, let's say fashion is their thing. They'll know yeah. everything going on. But yeah. I'm like, all right, what about what's really important? Yeah, they will have less of a grasp. But I think that, but it just goes back to understanding that. Unfortunately, politics is not important to a lot of people in local mm. neighborhoods because they don't understand importance because they don't see direct results. And that's just mm. what it is. So to them, it's like, OK, why do I care what the, who the president is going to be when my neighborhood still looks like this? Mm. So, you know, if I can just go to this chicken and get this chicken, I'll feel good for the moment. Like <laughs> That's a cause they can believe in. Right? Yeah, that's a fact. That's why local, sadly. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. That's why local elections acts are important. Because yes. that's how you will see uh, change closer to you. But yes. it's this but how many people know about right. That, you know, yeah. it's about. Educating but this is them. this is like 
this isn't binary. It's right. like you can like chicken sandwich <laughs> right? and vote. Exactly. These are separate initiatives. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I would tend to agree. I know a lot of people actually uh, wrote an article that got a lot of hits when Eddie Levert scolded black folks for, for lining up to get some chicken. I mean, I get, he's older. I get it. Uh, Janelle Monae. Is he on a diet? <laughs> Like, shots, like, shots, right. No, I mean, look, <laughs> we can always criticize people for something, yeah, right? Exactly. So, you know, why not let us enjoy our chicken? Um, Before we wrap up the news roundup, I also wanted to throw it back to Nicki Minaj because she actually was, um again, had some controversial comments yeah. about white media. She says she prefers to be covered in the white media mm. over, and I quote, the blacks. And I think that that's I get where she's what, coming from. But she did she have? Yes, she said. She said over the blacks, and I was just yeah. like Nick. Right like maybe we couldn't understand, but why are you saying the blacks? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think about that? I think she's bitter, and I think because I, I get where she's coming from, though. And unfortunately, I feel like we get burnt by our own people so much sometimes. Like I know she's had a lot of issues with like the shade room and all these bloggers. So I think she's comparing it to like the gossip bloggers versus what she thinks white media is, which is probably more cookie cutter. But, you know, it's a it's not fair, but I understand where she's frustrated at. Alex? I, I think you should be allowed to say whatever you want at the same time. Have responsibility. I think <laughs> how, whatever messages right. you want to communicate, I right. think there's a way to. Right. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah, yeah. The language might yeah, be that's what, what it was. I'm more, yeah. because mind you, I don't see media through Nicki Minaj's lens right. and how it affects her day to day. So she has a gripe, I understand, but also word it a little better. Yeah, she's going to clean it the, up. Blacks, the blacks. What about our people? Our <laughs> media or. You know, I mean, sheesh. It just but what that had made a difference, to be honest, like I feel like well, we would have been offended either way. It would have been like, oh, well, you don't want to be down with us. Well, well, that's the thing. I don't. I, I leave her the room to say she deals with media on a different level, mm. and I don't know how it affects her day to day. Because yeah. not she has people that she hires that directly are dealing with this. Yeah, this is way bigger of an issue in her life than it is mine. Mm-hmm. That's why I leave mm. that room. But she can have her opinion because I get it. I yeah. will never understand until I'm in that seat. Mm-hmm. Right. At the same time, how you heard the message? Yeah. You can organize that a little neater. You can you can feel Clean how you feel, but but come on, talk to me nice. Yeah. Talk to me nice, Nikki. Sheesh. Not the blacks that the support blacks. you, Nikki. Not the blacks that support you. Evan. Yeah, the blacks like if I just had that out of context, I'd be like, which Donald Trump rally? All right. <laughs> Did that one come from? She let her know she Republican. She, mm. I don't I, well, I, I heard she said that more facetiously. I don't know if she yeah. actually is Republican. No, she's uh, she, she's not. But I mean, she, yeah. she, in the tax bracket that she's in, she probably does benefit more. Yeah, from but that, that's a nuanced like right. position. I don't know if she identifies. I'm to my knowledge, she doesn't identify with Republican legislators oh, no. on many mm. things. And she's criticized but, Trump. But yeah. this is the language that you'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Right. So I mean, oh, get, I, I feel sad because it's like she's always saying something that's just so off message, and it's she speaks out of emotion, and that's does. the problem. And if you can't like try to look past that, it's like what the hell, Nikki? Right. It's, <laughs> it, it is, and we be trying to support yeah, sis, do. but then yeah. it's like, come on, girl. <laughs> Um, that being said, we are going to go on a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to continue. We're actually going to have a conversation about T.I. Oh, checking for his daughter, Timon, and this obsession. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Hey. 
Okay, and we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. So everyone is pretty much outraged. Not everyone. Some people actually agreeing with T.I. Because he revealed on a podcast that he accompanies his 18-year-old daughter, Deja, to the gynecologist to ensure that her hymen is still intact. So when he was asked on the podcast, Ladies Like Us, about sex education for his children, he said, and I quote, not only have we had the conversation, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. Yeah, I go with her, and I will say, as of her 18th birthday, her hymen is still intact. Now, he also acknowledged the fact that a woman's hymen can be broken outside of sexual activity, but he countered by saying, look, she don't ride no horses, she don't ride no bikes. Um, Doc, I need you to give me back my results expeditiously right so this has sparked a lot of discussion about virginity tests and which has actually been condemned by the world health organization which released a statement last year saying and i quote this medically unnecessary and oftentimes painful humiliating and traumatic practice must end Uh, the world health organization states that there is no evidence that either method can prove whether a woman or girl has had um, vaginal intercourse or not. Meanwhile, the state, the New York State Department of Health described these tests as, and I quote, an assault on young women with no scientific or medical basis. And I know a lot of us saw that tweet from Planned Parenthood. They said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but virginity is a made-up social construct, and it has absolutely nothing to do with your hymen. Some people think that they can tell if someone's had sex before if their hymen is stretched open, but that is not the case. So on today's episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard, we're going to talk about virginity testing in 2019 and question why women's bodies we don't have autonomy over our bodies and we don't have that agency so i want to actually start with you alex and x did he i cross the line i, I absolutely I, when when I, when i saw the interview i felt so bad for his daughter because let's let's put her in the forefront like she didn't deserve to have her business put out there like that you know what i mean i respect him as a parent being concerned with his child's health I will I will never try to step between that, but putting her personal sexual business out there, like that I I thought to myself, how did that girl feel when did one of her friends come to her? Oh, I heard on the like, how did she get the news? Or did, did he come home and she look at him like, Daddy, seriously? It's one thing that that's already happening. Who knows if she's even comfortable with that? Another thing for him to put that out there to the world, I feel like he crossed the line. Absolutely. And and I think that what bothered me the most is the fact that he said yes we have conversations but i also take her to the gynecologist so i said why don't you trust your daughter and to me there's a whole social phenomenon of not trusting and believing women so that was my biggest issue evan what did you think about it oh i got so many issues with this and uh stan and i both wrote each of our pieces on let's not be trash.com covering different aspects um but For many of the reasons you and Alex mentioned, I mean, I felt bad for the daughter. She has a business put out there. Not just that, I believe she's going to college. So entering college, imagine the embarrassment and humiliation to have that on blast. And also, T.I. just put a thought in all of those boys' heads 
that she's going to find in college when she enters about her own sex life, which is counter to what he even wants. But this is not about her. I mean, I agree with you. I don't want to get in between parents and their concern for their children's health. But I don't see this as that. This isn't get tested. This isn't, you know, sex ed. This is, as I told you before, it's like I did my job as a father if you're a virgin at this point. It's about him. It's not about her. It's about his idea of masculinity, of Mm -hmm. being a certain type of father. Mm -hmm. That success is within her body Mm. and he would not hold his sons to that same standard. Exactly. Now, Letty, let us know. What did you think? <laughs> no, it was, you know, it was crazy. Um, I also heard that he was actually very aggressive about it, where he would put post sticks on her door the day before oh and say, God. oh, we have a GYN appointment. Make sure you're there, like, the day after her birthday or something like that. Um, oh also, God. apparently that when... Um, like comments that were being made about it being invasive and things like that. She was liking all these comments. So it's clear that she's uncomfortable about it. Um, I agree with you 110%. I feel like he's projecting his own misogynistic ways, to be honest, Mm -hmm. onto his daughter. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I'm going to make sure you're a virgin. And I feel like that's what a lot of fathers do, and they feel like it's about being protective and I'm being a great father. Mm -hmm. But it's usually the fathers that dog women on a regular. Mm-hmm. You see how he treats his mm-hmm. wife. He not only that, but he's he's hella um, sexist. Where now he allows his son though to lose his virginity at what fourteen, and you had nothing to say about that, but you're checking on your daughter's yeah. vagina. That's sick. That's really weird. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Stanley actually wrote a piece on Let's Not Be Trash called "Ti Doesn't Understand How Women's Bodies Work," and he wrote, and I quote: "Ti would probably beam with pride if he found out one of his sons was having sex. Mm-hmm. That's because society has put an unfair expectation yes. for women to protect their virginity at all costs. Meanwhile, boys are encouraged to start having sex as soon as they can and as often as they want. And I feel like that is definitely the case here. Mm-hmm. But you know." And and I, I I agree with you guys wholeheartedly, but not everyone does. So Jeannie Mai, who is the host of um, The Real, she says she agreed with T.I. And she said if her fault, she alluded, and I am paraphrasing, she said if her father had taken her to get that type of test, she would have waited even longer uh, the lady, what do you think about some people and some women saying, you know what, this pick is what knees. we this is what we gotta do to protect our girls? Fatherless pick knees. I don't know. I feel like those are people that have no proper balance in life mm-hmm. and so they go to the other extreme where it's like, Well, if I had a dad, you know, I wouldn't mind him checking on my vagina every day. Like that's just weird. And it's like you going from one extreme to the next is about balance. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said earlier, where it's like the the most disturbing part is that he has these conversations. So is that not enough? It's like now you just want authority over her her body parts. And that's that's the part that's disturbing about it. Like no one is saying that a father daughter's relationship shouldn't be about him teaching her and guiding her into the proper way of being responsible. But I just wish mostly, too, that men would keep that same energy with their boys that are Mm -hmm. preying on the same women that they keep trying to protect. Well, and before you go, Evan, Aunt Lewis left another comment on Facebook Live. He says. 12,000 kids catch HIV every year. One in five girls have uh, have been sexually assaulted. Exactly. So he was actually <laughs> some stats down. I mean, and I'm not saying he's for or against it, but I do think the reality is, what? the reality what you, is, what well, children, especially those who are under 18, don't make the best decisions 
when they're ha- about sex, right? But, I don't agree with the means but, to talk to do that, but I do think that, you know, a lot of parents, T.I. probably one of them, they it's, it's concern and it could be love, but however, it's masked yeah. in, mas- in, in misogyny. Hold on, Alex, you're shaking your head. I know I everyone wants know. to. What do you oh, think no. about that? Go Man, ahead. now I got something else to say. No. I, I think that premise you just tossed out <laughs> yeah. there a lot of people below 18 are making bad decisions. About, everybody's Makes making bad, bad decisions. decisions. Yeah, yeah. So let's just start there. Yeah. And then yeah. my, my thing is, too, it beckons this question What are you going to do if she wasn't a virgin? Right. What are you going to like, do? Like, what happens if her hymen, hymen is ripped? What is it? What, what, you going to beat her? You going to kick out the house? What, right. what, what, what's going to happen? You don't love her as she, much. She's not as much. And let's right. think about this. Does this necessarily keep her from engaging in sexual activity? Or mm-hmm. does this girl start to now explore her sexuality through oral, mm-hmm. anal? Mm-hmm. Does she start to, does her sexuality begin there? Because, okay, I know he's policing this, but I still have urges i try other things like Mm -hmm. so evan and actually clarified his stance he says that's enough reason for his action he just needs to place the same actions on his sons so basically it sounds like what hold on hold on (laughs) it sounds like what he's saying is hiv is a real thing stds are a real thing Children. Well, go ahead, Evan. Go ahead, go ahead. That's not what he's checking for. He's checking to see if she's a virgin. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's not. It's not. He's <laughs> not, not talking, talking about the same thing. thing here. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to say that I also uh, wrote and I, I quoted Stanley and I's pieces kind of intersected, but I also included comments he made to his wife Tiny, where he said, "I think I can say this that uh, quote unquote as part of to paraphrase as part of our marriage contract that little sex box is mine half or of half it. of it mm-hmm. is mine, which shows a lot of ownership of his wife and possession. It's different than saying like how when couples say, "Oh, that behind is mine" or something <laughs> like you know I won't say what it actually is because I think it's an acute way and it could be their dynamic. That's not how he was saying it. He was saying almost like an obligation, a contractual. All I want to say is when you put. His comments to his wife, which is it, it's her, it's her mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's not it's her not, mother. Well, it's still a but stepmother still, yeah. and a porn woman in her life. Yeah. And the comments he makes to her, what I was writing is that all of this adds up to love equals control. Mm-hmm. And then she's gonna find a man if she's straight. She's gonna find a man. There's no doubt about that. One day she's gonna date. One day she's gonna have sex. Mm-hmm. All you're doing as a man is send the type of example of what that type man gonna be. And is it the type that you would want dating her? The type of man mm. you're treating her? And that's but probably that's not what it is. They, because they, he knows most men know I wouldn't want my daughter to end up with a me. They try to control the situation, everything around it. And so even to the whole thing about STDs or whatever the case is, the goal is to teach sexual education, not to prevent sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the you, whole goal. You know, absolutely. And I know we do have to take a quick break, but mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. I think, I mean, T.I. has glorified promiscuity throughout his artwork. Right, for how exactly. many? So I mean, like, and 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 women that he it seems like he doesn't want his his daughter to be like. So I'm like, mm-hmm. that the hypocrisy is so real. Not only are you putting that, not putting the same standards on your son, mm-hmm. you don't even put it on yourself. Exactly. And you're telling everyone else that they should be a certain other way through your art. So mm-hmm. it is like, it, it, it's a, I think he has to, you know, I respect him as an artist, but I do, th- I would hope that he would use this as a time of reflection. Uh, speaking of that, we do have to go on a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about how the societal norms and standards of virginity has affected us mm-hmm. you know as as people i want to get a little personal this is let your voice be heard
And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. So Stanley Fritz just chimed into the discussion we're having on T.I. He left a comment on Facebook Live. He says, would T.I. go to these lengths with his sons? Absolutely not. Additionally, those virginity tests have proven to be emotionally harmful to women and girls. This ish is wrong, period. I 100% agree. And I think that, you know, even even like myself, as a woman, as a girl, I felt those same type of pressures. I remember one time when I was at the gynecologist with my mom there, and they she did a full check, and then she just volunteered, was like, oh, don't worry, your daughter's still a virgin. And I just, in that moment, I kind of felt like, like, really? Like, it was just like, my mom was like, okay, thanks for letting me know. And I was just like, it did kind of feel like it was violating. And I know that it didn't sit well with me, but I didn't know, I didn't have the the ability to articulate why. And I think, you know, and, and the thing is, because these tests, there isn't a comparable test for men. It's basically saying that it's only unacceptable for women to have sex outside of marriage or to explore their sexuality, but it's not for men. Naledi, did you have any, like, type of experiences growing up where you felt a pressure about, you know, the whole virginity concept? Um, I mean, I kind of had a similar experience when I was at the GYN. It was my GYN that used to always ask me, and I guess my hymen was pretty ruptured, so he would always pressure me, like, are you sure you're a virgin? Are you sure? Are you sure? And it's like, first of all, you're not my dad. <laughs> you're not my dad. <laughs> but, like, it was super uncomfortable, and it felt like, well, why are you clocking my virginity? Like, And then, like, after that, as I started to sexually explore it, for me, it's always been about like this is just simply my business so it mm -hmm. never felt like I wanted to have conversations with other people as far as what I did with my body so I don't know I, I feel like there is this weird standard that women aren't allowed to explore sexually I actually had this discussion um, not too long ago where this is why men and women don't see eye to eye when it comes to like relationships men feel pressured that women want to be in relationships and it's usually because women don't get the luxury of exploring and dating and having that phase where we're just kind of um learning what we want the way men do because men can date as frequently as they want to but if a woman even dates another guy it's like oh she's a you know h word or anything else that, and it's, it's unfair because mm -hmm. we don't get that luxury to that, to date and not feel attached mm -hmm. to one person that we're dealing with mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a great point and yeah. you said that's why uh, you know a lot of women do pressure guys to be in a relationship because they don't want to be seen as a whore yeah like it's like you, you gotta be this, wifey material right or whatever it is evan what what type of societal pressures did you have mm -hmm. if any yeah. When it comes to virginity. Men, I mean, and on the men, opposite side, it's like yeah. men are told, well, lose no. it as quick as possible. E exactly. Yeah. And that, that affects us, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a pressure, too, that you're not enough of a man or fulfilling masculinity or a certain type of masculinity until this happens. Um, I'll try to condense the experience I had. It was actually a friend's mom. And she told me... Um, it was it was as me and this other girl, like my first girlfriend, were about to break up, and her friends brought us to her mom for like reconciliation. <laughs> it was like some like freshman year Maury type situation. <laughs> anyway, that was a whole other story. But the mom sat down and she was like, uh, "The man must have experience. The woman m doesn't need to." And I'm like, "I'm 15, <laughs> and I'm learning algebra and like all this." I 
I don't see why it's so necessary for me as a 15-year-old at that time, though some men did have the experience by then, and that's their own journey, to for that to make me enough of a man. But then the woman doesn't need to. I'm thinking, but in order for me to do this, somebody breaking a rule, right? In order for me to have that experience, somebody's daughter is going to be having it earlier. So, and that showed me that patriarchy and ideas of masculinity can come from women, not just mm-hmm. men. Because yes. the first time this was told to me that clearly was from a woman. Yes. No, I agree. Alex, what experiences, and thank you for sharing that yeah. personal story. Did you feel pressure to lose, quote unquote, lose your virginity, Alex, as a man? No. I, I, I really, I didn't, I, I really, I think since I was younger, I always marched to the beat of what I feel was my own drum. Because early on where I feel like I started to hear or talk about sex, it was, let's say, junior high. And it's like at that age, dudes be lying. Mm-hmm. Dudes just straight lying. Mm-hmm. Like these kids and they be talking, oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't believe y'all. Mm-hmm. And my thing is when I started to have my experiences, I didn't feel the need to broadcast it to nobody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was happy and comfortable knowing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. If nobody else knew, perfect. But That's but you, yeah. but you brought up a good point. You said that the other young boys – we're literally boasting and bragging about it. And I remember in sixth grade where I was in um, private school at the time and our class, they were doing a lot of sexual exper- um, experts, um, experimenting at that time. Mm-hmm. And the boys were like bragging about getting fellatio, but the girl they were doing it with, they stigmatized her as yes. being a, a, exactly. a whore. So, so Alex, like, I think that kind of like plays into what you mm-hmm. were saying that I think that sometimes the experiences we have, they may not be as direct but the, that influence is still happening. Mm-hmm. Naledi? I actually want to bring up a, a point, too, as far as um, younger men and older women. That's another thing. Like, we kind of push younger men to have sex with older women, and we don't look at it as molestation when it's actually that, molestation. That happens. Like, even Chris Brown said. Yeah, we glorify like it. Yeah, it we glorify our 12-year-old, 10-year-old, 14-year-old boys to be with women that are over 18, 19, 20, yeah. and we don't look at it the same way, and then we wonder why our boys become womanizers, and it's because in their heads, at the age of 10, they really thought they finessed the panties off this grown-ass woman. And they get... And so <laughs> right, and they get put they on this truly pedestal believed, yes. at this young age yes. sometimes. And so and they become right. womanizers, honestly. Yeah, older women used to hit on me, and it wasn't until I started Let's Not Be Trash and Talk With Stanley that I was like, oh, that was inappropriate. Because at the not. time, I was like, that's we hilarious. Don't, we don't, I didn't think it could happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, we don't I look, look at it, it that way. Yeah, we don't we'll look do at it that way. We often don't. And it's honestly like, bro, you've been molested, bro. You need, you might need therapy as much as any young woman that has been molested How did you look at it, Alex? Well, when I was younger, I, def- I definitely told myself I, I didn't like to look at age as a limitation for me not to say I was dating that much older but I just thought I was dope so I was like exactly. any woman that I can connect with or I think is cool or they think I'm cool I'm like look but how old were you when you had that thought process though because you're not going to be 10 12 thinking yeah, you really could finesse some grown ass woman I that's maybe, my whole thing I say maybe <laughs> around 16 17 16 17 I started to you know feel myself a little bit so I'm looking at a woman that's 21. I'm like, that's so not, right. but that's but that's the that's thing. Not at the that same, age, though. they start to be like, little boy. They start right. to hit you with that. Yeah. For me, I'm like, stop playing with me. Like, are you serious? Like, well, <laughs> just to, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like, I kind of think, you know, just to real things back in. I kind of think that you know the concept of virginity. And like these, this purity, it, it kind of needs to change at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, I've actually watched a documentary and, and read about how there are a thing called purity balls, mm-hmm. where 
Uh, it usually happens with a lot of white people mm. where white fathers will take their daughters to a purity ball and celebrate the fact that she is a virgin and he will make her wear a ring it's called a purity ring and basically what the, the, these young girls are doing is they're vowing not to, they're vowing to keep their virginity sacred to their father um up until Wait, I guess ma- yes this is a thing so it's I mean in our culture it's manifest in one way yeah. but this is happening. A lot in different ways. So they yeah. vow their virginity to their dad? Yes, That's until marriage. Crazy, You've heard of girl. it. I've heard of, okay, I've heard of purity rings and things like that. I didn't know they had, I didn't understand the full <sighs> spectrum of it, but I have heard of like purity rings and you know, celebrating their daughter's virginity, but like, whoa, like that's, yeah, Bro. I, it's too much pressure on women to like, have to be this token that men want. And then it's crazy because men don't even know what they want, to be honest. They want someone that's experienced, but then yet a virgin. Like, make it make sense. I, <laughs> I, I think, ladies, I think you shouldn't even allow a man to define it. I, absolutely. You do, well, I well, you say that now, but if you're being socialized as a young girl, yeah. and basically their worth is attached to their to, purity and their virginity. Yeah. Evan, I want you to um, mm-hmm. chime in. Is this a healthy concept to be teaching young girls? Of course not. Of course not. Women are so much more than that. And and you wonder how so much self-esteem in women is hurt Mm -hmm. at such a young age. It's because it's tied to the sexuality, not all the other things. Boys have so many other qualities that are... Are, are used for their confidence and yeah. the type of man they are that's not involved with their sexuality although I do believe there are pressures but it's the opposite pressure to have more of it but it, it almost dehumanizes women to mm-hmm. just their bodies it, it contributes to objectification to make them um, feel like so much of their worth is based on their virginity I think men's uh, value or worth is attached to how much they can provide and a woman's value and worth is attached to there's sex. And to your point, yeah. Naledi, even we hear the expression, I want a lady in the street, but a, a freak, freak in the, the streets. Street. Yeah. It is very yeah. confusing. Yeah. It's like, how how are you supposed to be a freak, freak in, in the, the streets street. if you're supposed, in, you're yeah. supposed to be a freak in, in the, the sheets, sheets uh-huh. and if you're not supposed to have Nothing. a reputation yeah. of being experienced? So how exactly. in the world and is someone <laughs> supposed to learn how to be a freak exactly. if they are also supposed to be protecting their reputation? Yeah. We actually have to wrap this conversation up, but I want to oh. get your final thoughts on uh, the concept of virginity, how we can redefine it and start to promote healthy ideas around sex, especially when it comes to our young people and our young girls. Naledi? Um, as far as virginity, I just feel like having the conversations of responsible and healthy sex, mm-hmm. the understanding exchange, um, more so having raising our children to be more aware of their own values and so when they're in exchange with other people they don't feel like the only thing they have to offer is sex or you know what i'm saying or as if they do offer sex it's not like devalued in any type of way because i feel like even to like relationships get complicated because i don't know i just feel like relationships even get complicated when you put so much focus on sex and so much emphasis on sex you know what i'm saying so i just feel like just teach our kids to be more responsible as far as sex goes but it shouldn't be something that's demonized or shamed for women especially alex your final thoughts on what we need to do to promote healthy ideas around sex it's tough i don't got the answer sway but i will (laughs) say this i would encourage people to not police 
if they're having sex, just make sure they're as knowledgeable as right. possible mm -hmm. about the different scenarios and the consequences mm -hmm. that come with mm -hmm. these acts. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that, you know, just making them aware of sexual health, their risk of pregnancy, how that could affect their lives. Mm -hmm. right. Just make them aware. And then from there, you got to set them free. But you can't police them. And you're talking about children. Just educate them. Educate them as best you can. And then let them go. Educate them as best you can. Put the best you can mm -hmm. in there. And then you got to set them free mm -hmm. to be their own person. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a great point. That's Evan, we're wrapping it. up. What needs to be done to promote healthy ideas around sex mm -hmm. and also around women? Well, I agree with Alex. This should start early. Like, if we're talking about it, and I had the same thing. Kids were talking about Felicia when they were, you know, in the sixth grade, first time using a computer and dial-up internet. And they were talking mm -hmm, about that, mm -hmm. and they didn't know half the stuff they were talking about and the consequences of it. So if they're talking about that young, we shouldn't say, like, celibacy. No, they're talking about that young. Yes. we got to reach them that young. Education. Mm -hmm. On top of that, we should not tie virginity uh, to a woman's worth. Mm -hmm. That's extremely important. And I also think that... We should talk about the concepts of consent as much as we mm. do other mm. aspects of sexual health. Because we, a lot of boys know how to not get chlamydia. They don't know about consent. Exactly. And they need to know about the different uh, importance of that as well. Uh, thank you so much, guys. I just want to wrap things up by saying, you know, this whole idea of losing one's virginity, we even need to change the rhetoric around it. Like, why are we saying lose? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, no one can take your virginity. Mm -hmm. Like Evan said, you need to consent. And we need to start empowering young girls to make these decisions. And, you know, like Alex said, it is about education because I remember my mom said, and, you know, some of the things she said was clear. Other things were a little problematic, but she said, once you're ready to start having sex, let me know so we can put you on birth control. However, in the same breath, I was also taught that don't have sex too much, too early, or or over too many people. So it was like, you're definitely getting mixed views, and I do think that... It's because of the way women are socialized yeah. to be like these pure little princesses. But the reality is that women are human beings exactly. and women have, you know, sexual urges, mm -hmm. urges. And to not really be taught that and to understand that it's OK to want to have sex as a girl, that really conflicted me growing mm -hmm. up, especially in college. Like, I didn't know. I was just like, why do I feel like this? Yeah. And it was because, <laughs> yeah. no, I didn't no, know. Seriously. No, because being taught yeah. the opposite from yeah. both of my parents, and it's like, okay, well, I really wanted to live up to that standard, and I put an unrealistic standard on my life at mm -hmm. that time, and once... It was broken. I was devastated. You almost want to punish yourself yep. for masturbation. Like, yep. It's, it's, it's so, it was so <laughs> heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking. Yeah. So I think that, you know, with us having the, you know, us having this knowledge as millennials, once we become parents, make sure we educate our children to understand what sex is and how to have it in a responsible and safe way. On that note, I do want to thank everyone who chimed into the show today and everyone who listened. Be sure to check us out and actually support us on patreon.com slash beheardradio. And we'll see you again next week. No man on the Minnesota Vikings. Truth